Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Millennium Live. My name is Kaylee Allen, and I'm so excited today to be joined by our guest, Andre Cunin, who's the Chief Revenue Officer at Rapid7. Andre, how are you? Jason, I'm doing fantastic. It's great to be with you today. Yeah, so happy um, for you to be with us today. And then I know we'll see you again um, coming up here at our upcoming transformational CISO assembly in Miami next week. So I'm really excited to get to know you and get to learn more about Rapid7 today. Yeah, look, likewise, Kaylee. Uh, looking forward to the event. And uh, uh, yeah, it's fantastic to be here. Awesome. Well, Let's kick things off. Let's um, tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background. Yeah, look, uh, uh, you know, I've been here with Rapid7 for just a little bit under two years, right? Um, I'm based in Denver, Colorado, originally from Zurich, Switzerland. And uh, yeah, I look really excited to be here at Rapid7. We have a tremendous opportunity helping, you know, our customers advance their security programs and frameworks. So, uh, you know, exciting opportunity. It's obviously a top of mind for many boards, CIOs and CISOs. And, uh, you know, it's still an item that has a tremendous visibility and uh, attention. For sure. I can definitely um, see that. And that's what I hear a lot um, from these CISOs. And I guess going off of that, you know, cybersecurity is a crowded marketplace, as you know. Um, and CISOs can often find it difficult to tell all the players apart. So what makes Rapid7 stand out from the crowd? Yeah, look, I mean, let me first address the first part of the question, right? Uh, putting yourself in the shoes of a CISO, right? Some of the research shows that an average company has about 45 different security products, right? Which means it's a tremendous amount of products and, you know, the CISOs are then challenged to walk the balance between, hey, best of breed and integration, right? And sometimes those two strategy fight each other. So at Rapid7, we have a very intentional approach on one side, having best-in-class products. We call it best-in-class versus best of breed, but then also integrating different products to solve integration product problems for our customers. You know, the way we think about it, really think to simplify it a little bit, think about managing risk, so reducing the attack surface, with different solution, and then also managing threat, both threats that you know you have uh, against your own company, but also what's happening outside of in, in the wild west or in, in the world in terms of uh, dark web visibility, et cetera, and so forth. And Andre, you just mentioned you know, board visibility. Can you tell me a little bit more about what you mean by that? Yeah, look, uh, uh, a great follow-up question uh, there. I, I would say, you know, when you look at boards, right, they're all worried about brand protection. They're worried about ransomware. They want to make sure that there is enough protection within the company to prevent those devastating uh, potential events. And, uh, you know, with that, you know, a lot of CISOs, right, they'll regularly have to present in front of the board and explain what they're doing about it and what the risk posture is. So, you know, the way we look at this is, um, you really need to start running security like a business, right? We like to call it operationalizing cybersecurity so that you really define what we call protection level agreements between, you know, the board and senior executives and the business lines 
and the security practice, right? So that it's clear what risk is a company willing to take and what it's not willing to take, and also what resources, whether that's you know human capital, whether that's technology, whether it's processes, is required to then you know have the right protection level agreements. Hmm. Yeah, that is really interesting. It makes a lot of sense. You know, boards are a huge part of any um, organization. And can you tell me what, in your opinion, uh, are the biggest security threats facing businesses right now? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, everybody is obviously worried about ransomware, right? And um, I guess, you know, what I would like to talk about a little bit, you know, what can you do to not be exposed to that, right? Or being be, be in, a, in a situation where you have a ransomware situation for your own company. And there's really two things, right? One is reducing the attack surface. And you know, the way we look at it, you know, managing risk, whether it's vulnerability management on the devices and servers, whether it's application security on the application level layer, or whether it's cloud security, basically the assets that you manage as a company that you're responsible for to make sure there is no vulnerabilities from a, from a, from a configuration point of view that allows you know, to attackers to get in. That's kind of the baseline, right? And then the other side is as there's always something that can happen that's unforeseen when you're under attack, right? That you are able to detect it fast and respond fast, right? So uh, even in a situation that's critical to be ahead of the curve. And uh, you know what, what we recently invested uh, as a company is you know, external threat uh, intelligence where you actually also have visibility on what's not in your control. Hey, are your credentials on the dark web for sale? Is there phishing websites against your company? Are there VIPs that are getting impersonated? So really to have a holistic view to get you ahead of the curve to manage risk and manage threats. Yeah, those are all huge buzzwords, huge issues um, happening right now that I hear um, from many CISOs. And I guess shifting back um, to Rapid7. So Rapid7 has a global footprint. And in your experience, do you find that the struggles are basically the same wherever you are, or do some differ by region? Yeah, look, it's a great question. I just recently, you know, came back from an APAC trip and uh, a little bit before uh, spent a couple of weeks in Europe. Mm -hmm. You know, overall, I would say, you know, the commonalities I'm hearing across the world, one is labor shortage, right? I mean, there's just more demand for cyber specialization versus there is cyber uh, uh, talent on the market. I think a lot of people are challenged with that. You know, the way we address this at Rapid7 is, A, first of all, we support MSSPs, right, with our solution that drive a solution to customer, but also have managed service wrappers around some of our products if the customer doesn't have the people to actually manage the program, right? I think that's what, that's what we definitely seeing a lot. The second piece I would say is, you know, we, we spoke before a little bit, you know, board visibility and operationalizing cybersecurity and managing cybersecurity as a business is also the investment justification, right? You need to have the, the right dialogue with the stakeholders to make sure you get the right funding to actually protect your company, whether it's risk management or threat management. I think that's the second piece. And, uh, and, you know, the last thing which, you know, I'm speaking a little bit more about commonalities versus what's different, because I think the commonalities are greater than the differences is really helping customers with the integration challenges, right? The more different solutions you have, 
integration challenges, you know, uh, actually are an exponential function based on the number of solutions you have to really take that burden away from the customers by driving more integrated solutions for them. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of what you've talked about so far in this conversation, everything really does, you know, loop back together. And um, in your experience, what advice would you offer CISOs and other organizational leaders who are going through these struggles, like, you know, board visibility and the labor shortage, you know, what would you offer them as advice? Yeah, look, uh, you know, there's probably not a simple answer, but what I would say is, right, uh, just going back to the stat that in average companies have 45 different security products. I think nobody really wants to have 45 different products or vendors, worst case, right? Mm -hmm. I think what I would advise is, hey, find strategic partners that can use more, that can solve more than one use case, that also give you a roadmap how to operationalize and improve your security program, and you know, walk the balance between best in class, but also integrated solutions. I think you know that would be my biggest advice. Find your strategic partners, and uh, you know, I think at Rapid Seven, we are a big believer that we, we can help CISOs, you know, solve many different use cases and, and be one of those strategic partners for their program. You know, our time's coming to an end, but I want you to leave our audience with an answer to this question. So, looking into your theoretical crystal ball, you know, what do you see coming in the not so distant future from a security solution standpoint? Yeah, look, uh, looking into the crystal ball, right, uh, is, 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 is always challenging. I think what I would say here more conceptually is at Rapid7, we invest a tremendous amount of resources in the research, right, to, to actually see what's happening from a global threat landscape. You know, we, we have, for example, a project Sonar, which, uh, you know, gets visibility in, in the global IP structure and give a lot of customers or non-customers, you know, visibility into that without even being uh, having to to pay for it right so we're trying to you know help the broader good of cybersecurity. and then obviously on the commercial side you know we we bring all that research into our product to make the solution stronger and better so you know uh, i think crystal ball is hey always go for a partner that you know has a strong research capability a and b you know gives you access to some of it uh, you know, without being a customer, but also then has a commercial program on how you can really, you know, uh, then partner and, and uh, strategically and solve many, many of those use cases that are out there for CSOs. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how that all plays together and comes together in the future. We'll have to follow up on that for sure. Well, Andre, it's so great talking to you. Um, really enjoy working with you and with Rapid7, and we look forward to seeing you at our next event. Yeah, sounds great, Kaylee. Looking forward to it too. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to Millennium Live to listen and learn on life and leadership.